You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Tea retailers are bracing for a recession. Kenyan tea prices rebounded, and Pakistan asks its citizens to cut back on tea. Plus, Millennia Tea in New Brunswick, Canada, sells raw tea leaves as food. The leaves are washed, chopped, frozen, and sold by major grocers to be brewed as fresh green tea or formed into cubes and blended in smoothies. More in a minute. But first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Economic indicators signal a global downturn that already is pressuring tea retail. The severity and duration of a looming recession are difficult to decipher, according to economists. Job openings remain near a record high in the U.S., and unemployment is near a five-decade low. Yet inflation jumped 8.6% last month, the biggest monthly increase since 1981. Europe and Asia report faltering growth. Airlines, hotels, movie theaters, concerts, bars, and tourist destinations are experiencing sustained growth this summer. Specialty retailers are among the businesses that so far say they have been shielded from the slowing economy, according to reports by CNBC. Whether a recession occurs late this year or 2023, The recent spike in inflation has definitely crimped spending. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that the cost of food away from home grew by 7.4% during the 12 months ending in May, while the price of food consumed at home grew 11.9%. Restaurant visits slowed in May, and consumers' optimism about the overall economy fell to 50.2% in June, according to the University of Michigan's monthly index. 
Eight in 10 U.S. consumers say they plan to pull back on spending in the next three to six months, according to a survey conducted by consumer research firm NPD Group. T-retailers and wholesalers should take precautionary measures, including reducing their inventory of teas that consumers view with ambivalence. Harvard Business Review writes that to survive a downturn, retailers must close their needs offer gaps to gain share and offset sales they will inevitably lose when their most loyal customers reduce spending. Quote, current and recent data can tell you only what is selling, not what could be selling or will be selling, according to HBR's Five Rules for Retailing in a Recession. The article cautions that tracking sales on a daily basis conditions merchants and store managers to stock up on what is selling well and pare down on what's not. This leads to big gaps between a retailer's offer and what consumers want, since it says nothing about what consumers might be buying elsewhere. In its Retail Perspectives series, consultancy Deloitte cautions that the pandemic continues to pose unique challenges for retail. Customer retention is critical. Quote, No matter the retailer, one cannot overstate the damage done when stores are closed for months at a time. Each regular customer represents a relationship that took years to develop and nurture, and losing that continuity is a risk to any retailer's position in the marketplace, end quote, according to Deloitte. Quote, even before the COVID-19 crisis began, our report, The Next Consumer Recession, found that retail was facing several financial issues that could make it difficult to weather a recession. These include increasing debt burdens, moderating revenue growth, compressing margins, increased SG&A, and slowing asset turnover. Across retail, we are seeing significant weaknesses in the foundation, the technology and process architecture of retailers. Often vulnerable to sudden shocks, are now completely exposed. Even many retailers that had been making incremental moves toward transformation have not been able to cope with the halt in store traffic, demand on digital, and shocks to the supply chain. Even retailers who fared well in the pandemic should take account of the damage done up and down their value chain and begin to develop strategies to restore what has been lost. End quote. Business Insight. Here are four questions retailers should ask. Number one, which categories of tea should be expanded based on strong sales and profit? Which should be shrunk because both their potential and productivity are low? Which should be fixed rather than shrunk because their productivity is low, but their headroom is high? And finally, which should remain as they are because their productivity is high, but their headroom is low? Kenya reported strong exports during the first quarter, 
earning about $350 million, a 20% increase compared to last year. During that same period, the Kenya Tea Board reported a 17 million kilo decline in volume to 135 million kilos, which was offset by much stronger prices. Tea at auction averaged 304 shillings per kilo during the quarter, about $2.58 per kilo U.S. Sales to Russia declined 6%, and Pakistan purchased 2 million fewer kilos during the quarter, a decline of 5%. Sales to Egypt were down 3%. In its monthly report, the Tea Board attributed the decline in export volume to, quote, the effect of the Russia-Ukraine crisis that caused a global economic recession and thus negatively affected commodity markets, end quote. Kenya's top 10 buyers account for 88% of the country's $1 billion in annual tea exports. During the first quarter, only Sudan purchased more tea than the previous year. Russia, formerly ranked as number five among the export partners, fell out of the top 10, trailing Nigeria, Poland, and Afghanistan, according to Business Daily Africa. Business Insight. In early July, 680,000 Kenyan smallholders are anticipating the largest bonus since 2016 when they received 59 shillings per kilo, then a five-year high. In past years, the bonus was paid in October, but the Tea Act of 2020 advanced payment to July. Farmers also received monthly payments based on the amount of green leaf harvested. Monthly payments vary from 17 to 21 shillings per kilo, earning growers about 180 U.S. dollars for every 1,000 kilos at current exchange rates. Growers harvest an average of 1,890 kilos annually, according to the Ministry of Agriculture. Lenders say that half of the bonus is used to pay school fees, Another 30% buys household goods, with 20% used to pay off old debt. Pakistan is facing such a severe foreign currency crisis that a top government official asked citizens to cut back on tea consumption, a costly import. Pakistan is the world's largest tea importer, buying more than $600 million worth of tea from Kenya, Sri Lanka, and Dubai. The BBC quoted senior minister Ashan Akbal at a press conference calling on people to, quote, reduce their tea drinking by one or two cups a day because we also borrow money for the tea, which is imported, end quote. The minister also asked citizens to conserve electricity. He was verbally pummeled online. Residents who drank an average of three cups per day called for his resignation. Prices for fuel, natural gas, and electricity are up 45%, and food inflation is soaring. Cooking oil is at an all-time high of $2.65 per kilo, up 300% in the past year. The Pakistan rupee recently fell to a record low of 206 against the U.S. dollar.
Pakistan's government needs $36 billion to meet its financial obligations and must repay $21 billion in foreign debt in the new fiscal year. The country is seeking a $6 billion bailout from the International Monetary Fund. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending June 11, 2022. Heavy rains in Assam are causing landslides and flooding. The Indian Met Department has issued a red alert for the next few days for the state. A road linking Assam with neighboring Arunachal Pradesh was damaged, and the capital city of Gauhati is seeing severe damage with loss of life also being reported. Darjeeling and other parts of the northeast, including Meghalaya and Arunachal Pradesh, are also expected to receive heavy rain, and red alerts have been issued. The south, which sees monsoon in early June, saw the rains arrive early, but there has since been a lull, pointing to a probable deficit in rainfall this season. In tea prices, there were more outlaws in sale 23, which is a cause for some concern. The highest selling category remains orthodox dust across India. In the north, orthodox leaf sold well in sale 23, while CTC dust did better in the south. In Kolkata, orthodox tea is still seeing good demand from exporters to the Middle East and CIS countries. Auction average prices increased in the last month for CTC and Orthodox Leaf, although Darjeeling is at its lowest price realization in a month, averaging at 248 rupees 13 paise this week. Gohati saw marginally higher prices than sale 22, but continues to have about 40% of the offerings unsold. In the south, Cochin saw reduced demand for Orthodox Leaf, although Good Nilgiri Leaf saw a better price compared to sale 22. Kunur also saw subdued demand for CTC Leaf but all the green tea on offer was sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. This week, T-Biz visits the founders of Millennia Tea, in New Brunswick, Canada, a couple who sell raw tea leaves as food. The leaves are washed, chopped, and frozen. The tea is sold by major grocers to be brewed as fresh green tea or blended in smoothies. When I learned Whole Foods was carrying Millennia's frozen green tea in Victoria, British Columbia, I made the journey across town to pick some up. I'd read about this Canadian company from the east coast of the country, the first in the world to sell raw, chopped, frozen tea leaves. And I wanted to check it out to support the company's new take on this ancient beverage. It wasn't until I walked through the store's front doors on that overcast spring day that I realized I hadn't considered where in the store I would find the tea. Instinct told me to head to the cold beverage section, so I zipped down the skincare aisle, contemplating as I wandered over to the refrigerators. 
Would Millennia tea be near the refrigerated drinks like milk and orange juice? Or maybe I should look near the frozen juices? Instead of wandering around, I approached a Whole Foods clerk wearing the signature black apron and asked, where could I find frozen tea called Millennia tea? He seemed uncertain until I emphasized, it's tea, but the leaves are frozen. Then he knew exactly where to point me. Tracy, you can imagine my delight when, looking through the frozen fruit section, I saw Millennia Green Tea right there by the strawberries, blueberries, and cherries. Why is that placement among frozen fruits a good fit for Millennia Tea? Oh, so we believe that the mighty tea plant should be considered food. And so instead of picking the leaves and then withering them and processing them in in a number of ways, like your conventional dried teas. We work with farmers to pick those same organic tea leaves and then we wash them and we treat them like frozen fruit, just like your frozen blueberries and strawberries. So we we harvest them and then we wash them on the same day because we believe that tea is food and we want to give consumers the opportunity to enjoy it in its most real, raw, and naturally powerful format. How did you get that placement in a grocery store? We asked for it because we're confusing, right? At the best of times, our challenge is we're asking consumers to imagine the most consumed beverage in the world after water in a way that they've never considered before and can't really picture in their mind's eye. And so then to say, go find us in grocery, but it's almost like a Where's Waldo scenario. Where are you going to find us? And so when we met with our retail partners, we said, guys, look, you should be consumers will be putting this in their smoothie. Can you put us with the other ingredients, if you will, that you would buy to either make a smoothie or boost a smoothie? And so that's how we ended up in the frozen fruits and berries section. When we were speaking just before we started this interview, you mentioned that you had this idea, like, why isn't anybody doing this? Can you tell me a little bit about the conception of the idea and how it's now evolved to Millennia Tea? Yeah. So a few years ago, we had a health scare in our family and it got us looking at things that we hadn't previously considered like free radical damage. And then tea just kept coming up about how good tea and matcha are for neutralizing free radicals and protecting cells from damage and disease. And so we, after doing our research, we learned that EGCG antioxidants are highest in that plant in the hours immediately after it's picked. And so we had this hypothesis to get fresh tea. And when we couldn't get fresh tea, we were calling up tea plantations all over the world. And when we couldn't get our hands on the plant in its purest, freshest form, we weren't happy with that. And so we set out to create a new category of tea and to be able to enjoy the leaf in its purest form by, and the the process became wash and flash freeze, just like your other frozen superfoods. So what happens to those health benefits when fresh tea is frozen? 
in all of our third-party lab tests, our hypothesis was keep it keep it real and raw. And then that antioxidant in particular, which in the tea industry is known as the darling of polyphenols, would be sort of preserved or safeguarded in its in its highest levels. And so when we got our hands on fresh tea leaves and we we did, we processed the leaves in a number of ways. We sent unmarked baggies off to labs that are tested, or sorry, that are experienced in testing catechins in tea plants. And, and sure enough, it, it was true that that antioxidant sort of was preserved in its maximum format in the fresh frozen leaves. And we've gone on to patent that process. Um, and our patent is called Process for Maximizing EGCG Antioxidants in Tea Leaves. When you started approaching farmers and tea farms about getting your hands on fresh tea leaves, what was the response we confused them. And, and so we found cooperatives who were really interested in innovation and worked with them directly on our process. And we've worked with farmers in and traveled to Nandy Hills, Kenya and Bitaco, Colombia. Now we source and partner with farmers in, in Sri Lanka and Dambula. And, but like lots of people, they thought we were a little off our rocker and it took some work. It took months of relationship building until we got to the point that they really understood and we were able to sort of create this process together that now everyone is really proud of. When a farmer is preparing leaves to send you to to flash freeze and, and prepare, is there a difference in the selection process and what leaves make the cut to get sent to Millennia Tea? So like your sort of highest quality organic loose leaf teas, that sort of two leaves in a bud, that that top part of the plant is is what we what we use as well. So hand-picked tea leaves. And then our whole process happens at source. And so the farmers on the same day as harvest, they take the the, the crop, the harvest, to a BRC certified um, flash freezing facility, the kind of place where only organic produce is allowed in the door. And then we do a double wash and a flash freeze on that same day. Now the fun part. For my first taste, I chose to steep the Millennia Green Tea Cube. They are individually wrapped in a perfect little cube that fits in the palm of your hand. I placed the cube in my teapot and poured the boiling water over it, watching. Immediately, the pouring water loosened some of the tea, which swirled in the pot. As the hot water melted the ice crystals, which were holding the tea cube together, More leaves separated. Some floated to the top, some rested on the bottom. The shade of green of the leaves darkened in the water. Variations of green were visible. I confess I hesitated before taking my first sip. Some green teas are a bit too bitter for me. I poured. I sipped. I delighted. Smooth, clean, delicious. Tea lovers, of course, care very much about these health benefits that you're describing, but we also care about taste. Mm -hmm. How important is taste in the selection of leaves and preparation and development of millennia tea? Priority number one for us is 
find the regions that are known for producing the plants that have sort of those high levels of antioxidants and that have the right terroir and growing regions for producing really quality tea leaves. So if you prepare our product as a hot tea, then, well, you probably know, you can probably describe better than I can how it tastes, but we're like a green tea, but we don't have some of that astringency that you often get at the back of the mouth. So we're light and you want to infuse it multiple times. Something that we found is that a lot of folks really know they should drink green tea because it's good for them for all the obvious reasons, but that barrier is the bitterness. So, and so lots of times they have a hard time with a quality, a really good quality green tea. And so we've been able to sort of bridge the gap, if you will, for them to get into tea because usually our taste profile is a little bit easier. And then if you serve us in recipes or in smoothies, We act more like spinach or kale in the sense that you don't really notice the taste of the product in the smoothie, but you get that sort of that hit of energy and antioxidants that you'd expect. You recommend that your tea can be steeped three times. How does Millennia tea retain the flavors and health benefits even on the third steep? Because our leaves are are really real and raw. They're just getting going on that first infusion. In lab studies, first infusion, great, but it's second infusion that we actually spike in the antioxidants and then they stay high on third and they start to come down from there, obviously. And we also suggest if you want to really maximize the the benefit, if you will, the experience and not, not waste anything, have a cup of tea today and then take the leaves and throw them in your omelet or your bone broth or your soups or your sauces or your stews or your smoothie the next day. Millennia Tea is currently available across Canada in grocery stores and online. While the product was still in development, it won Best New Product for Innovation at the World Tea Expo a few years back. Recently, it won Most Innovative Product of the Year in Over-the-Counter Health awarded by the Retail Council of Canada. Plans are in place to bring Millennia Tea to the United States market. Visit millenniatea.com for news, product information, and recipes. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.